past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad you're joining us today for another topic that will help you take control of your career and beyond. Because our guest today, Dr. Alexander Lloyd, is an bestseller of The Love Code and The Healing Code. But today we're going to be talking about your book, The Memory Code. And Dr. Lloyd, we're so excited that you're joining us here today. It is my pleasure, Marie. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yes. And what I loved about the description of your book is this idea that we are in charge of our own story. And we might not be able to control what happens to us, but we can control how we react, which, of course, people have been saying for ages. But now your book really puts some science behind it. And I love I love the brain science and how it helps us figure out that we're in charge of how we think and how we behave. And so I'm excited to hear what you have to say today. Well, thank you. Yeah. So now... I've been into the brain science, into the brain science, that makes it sound funny, but (laughs) I've been watching the idea of brain science and and how we are kind of chemically in charge of our own thoughts and behaviors for a while. And um, so you'd say that over the last 75 years, people have talked about how our problems originate from either our physiology our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, or our behaviors, uh, or beliefs. So tell us which of these you feel is more important. Is it our thoughts? Is it our actions? What gets in our way? Yeah, it's actually none of those, Marie. And and that's (laughs) the shocking thing about it, is that billions and billions of dollars, hundreds of best-selling books, programs, uh, very expensive medical uh, interventions uh, over 75 years have been telling us one or more of these is the reason you're not succeeding to the degree that you're capable. And fortunes have been made on every one of those. Fortunes have been made on helping people manage their emotions. Fortunes have been made on helping people change, you know, negative self-defeating thoughts to positive. But the latest science um, tells us that it's none of those five things. And, And in one way, that's discouraging. But in another way, it's very encouraging, Marie, because... Our treatments for those five things over the last 75 years have uh, failed at a rate of 97%. So it's really great news that, okay, that's not it, because none of that stuff was working. And then now we know what is the source and, you know, what can take us to the next level in our life, usually fairly quickly. Okay, I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. Tell us. (laughs) It's your memories. It's your memories. If, you, uh, if you're out there listening, uh, you know, just, just do this one little thing to prove it to yourself. Let's say you're really good at basketball, okay? 
Um, what if every memory you have about how to dribble or shoot a basketball was taken away from you? How do you think you would play basketball now? Well, it's obvious. I went to college on a, on a tennis scholarship. Same thing with me. If they took every memory I have away, including cellular memories about how to hit a tennis ball, I mean, I'd be laughed at going out there for a competitive match. Your memories are your software, and they're, and they're very intimately integrated with your controlling hardware. So, um, but I, I guess the, uh, the, the, the big uh, headline thing on this was a few years ago when Southwestern University Medical School and Medical Center, this is a mainstream medical school and med- medical center in Dallas, Texas, probably the most prestigious in Texas, uh, in the Dallas area, and they were doing a study to find out where does cancer come from, where does diabetes come from, where does heart disease come from, because the most common answer to that, you know, you, you get, you're not feeling good, you go in, you get test run, the doctor says, come back in, we've got the test results, and then the doc- doctor won't look at you, he's looking down at his shoes, and you can just feel something's coming, and he says, Alex, I'm sorry to tell you, you've got, and then let's say it's cancer. He lays it on me. Well, after my wife and I recover from the shock, we're likely to ask him, where did this come from? And the number one answer by far for 75 years is we don't know. So Southwestern Medical School is trying to figure out where does illness and disease originate? So they found it, the study was over, and they announced to the world, we have found it for the first time, where not only illness and disease, but failure, relationship problems, you name it. And they said, we are naming it cellular memories. Well, just delete the word cellular. It's your memories. That's your software that... Anything you might ever want to do in your life, you can only do it if you've got the software to do it, like dribble that basketball or whatever, and your software for everything, your programming for everything is your memories. Interesting. So as we are looking at this idea, one of the other topics that you talk about kind of related to this is the ideal of of willpower. And I I really like this idea that we think – if we just have enough willpower, we can change our behavior. And most of the time I think about this in terms of diet, right, or exercise. And people say, oh, you know, if you just try hard enough and you don't eat anything, (laughs) you can lose weight. Um, So what's – but this is getting in our way. Tell me a little bit about this idea of willpower and how it relates. Yeah, it's sort of a paradoxical thing, Marie, that uh, in some instances – the harder you try, the more you are keeping yourself from that. And, and let me try to explain that. That's, that's a big mouthful. Let me try to explain that. Uh, I started my little company uh, about 20 years ago out of my basement with no money, no advertising. And after about two or three years where every month it was like, well, will this be the month that we go bankrupt? It kind of took off. And uh, that was a good thing, but then our problem was keeping up. 
And I started having people, and that was a, sort of a natural health-oriented thing, and I started having people contact me, Marie, and say, okay, my diabetes is gone now. Thanks a lot. Now can you help me with success and failure? Because now that my health problem's gone, that's the biggest thing in my life. And I didn't really want to do that. I was already uh, working 80 hours a week on what I was doing. Adding something else didn't, you know, wasn't that appealing. But I did feel like I owed it to my clients to find a good place to refer them. So I analyzed pretty much every success program in the world, at least the credible ones, books, programs, some were ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars to go to. Uh, I didn't pay that, they comped me, but anyway, after three years, the conclusion was not a single one of them worked. And, uh, and I discovered why. They basically all boiled down to a three step process decide what you want, number one. Number two, develop a plan to get it and change the plan as needed. Number three, with your willpower, put the plan into action until you get it. Now, that makes perfect sense, but there was a 97% failure rate. And I discovered why um, shortly after with the wonderful work of Dr. Dan Gilbert at Harvard University. He wrote a book about it called Stumbling into Happiness, bestseller, fantastic book. And in the book, his end result, and these are, it's a direct quote, his words, not mine, and I know him a little bit, was expectations are a happiness killer. Well, just put in the word willpower, and, it, and, and you're pretty much on target, because what they found on the campus at Harvard in this multi-year study is that that three-step blueprint that all these success programs were uh, about is really a great blueprint for failure. It would be hard to come up with a better one because the instant you have an expectation in the future, it puts you into chronic stress. And if you're already in chronic stress, it spikes your stress. So you're working against yourself. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is an idea that I particularly am passionate about, <laughs> um, which, you know, when I read what you're talking about, I didn't quite know that the dots were all going to connect. This is this is so true that if we think we can control everything and put out these, I call them outcomes-based goals, then you don't really have control over it. So you, you're just spinning your wheels trying to achieve something that may not be attainable and or may not be the right thing for you to achieve. You're so focused on it, you don't perhaps see things that are more important. Absolutely. So we're going to take a short break here in just a minute. Um, Actually, we'll just take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to continue to unravel this fascinating topic about how you and your memories can change the the story of your success and make you happier and more successful at work. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network. 
the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking with Dr. Alexander Lloyd about the memory code and how we can change our story, change our memories to be more successful and happier, which is the, the topic we were just talking about related to this idea of willpower. And um, you were sharing some research from Harvard about expectations and that when we set out expectations, it's kind of a code for us to not achieve those things and to be unhappy. So tell a little bit more about that and and then you're going to connect us to this idea of the illusion of willpower. I am going to try to. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, it, it. The three-step thing for success, decide what you want, develop a plan to get it, put your plan into action with willpower until you get it, and never give up. That works great, and it's what we're supposed to do until we're about 10 years old, okay? yeah, You know, I I remember as a little kid, the, uh, the popsicle truck, you know, comes around where they're playing the music outside in the summer and all the kids, at least in the small town I grew up, and... So that's the three-step blueprint. Ah, I hear the music. I want a popsicle. All right, plan to get a popsicle. I go, hey, Mom, can I have a nickel for a popsicle? This was a long time ago, obviously. Uh, she <laughs> says, uh, sorry, son, we're about to have, lunch. We're about to have dinner. Uh, you know, maybe tomorrow. Okay, now I've got to revise the plan as needed. Hey, Mom could I have a nickel for a popsicle if I will clean my room? And now mom's wheels are turning. Ah, Alex, you can have a nickel if you'll clean your room and the playroom too. And so I think about it, agree. She gives me the nickel and it worked, right? I get the popsicle. That's what the whole deal was about. Well, 
it works up until about age 10. And then it starts working against us. Because as an adult, that is not how we're supposed to get things done. We're supposed to, um, it, it, it should be much more a process of win, 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 and um, what is right and best and true, and exactly, Marie, what you said a minute, a minute ago, that I may not, that this, this goal I have that I'm trying to reach, it, it may be unattainable or it may not be what's best for me, okay? And so I'm, I'm literally spinning my wheels going after something that if I get it, it it's not good for me. Uh, and that's one thing, Marie, I've done is I've traveled around the world about in the last 15 years teaching is I would ask an audience, okay, raise your hand if you have ever had something that you thought was bad at the time, but then later, even if it's years or decades later, you look back on it and said, ah, I see what that was all about now. That was really a good thing. That really put me on a different path. I needed to learn something from that and grow up, etc. Well, in 15 years, I've never not I've never had one person who didn't raise their hand that that there had been times in their life that what they thought was best for them is not what was best for them. And to me, Marie, that proves what I think is best for me almost at any given moment may not be right, okay? Uh, that's something that's going to have to work itself out as I walk forward in integrity and in creativity and, and also being smart based on the latest research and how I work. So um, that's sort of... That's sort of the situation with that. Uh, you want me to go into some of the memory science? Yeah, yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the errors in memory and how those affect, because I'm guessing these kind of come together. We set our goals based on faulty memories that we have. We set up a plan based on faulty memories that we have. And so the whole thing is not not on the right path from the beginning. <laughs> That's right, and 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 I and I, I'm warning you. If you're listening to this, what I'm about to say sounds. We throw around the phrase "unbelievable" a lot, but what I'm about to say sounds unbelievable. Okay, so I'm warning you in advance. Uh, sci- let's start with Scientific American, one of the most highly respected scientific journals in America. Uh, they came out with an article recently that where they said. Uh, what we wish people knew about their memories. And uh, in the article, they, they went in a lot of different directions, but I'll give you a couple of the major points. That, here's a direct quote. It would be more factually accurate to call your memories illusions than it than it does than it is to call them memories. Now that's based on our most people's definition of what is a memory and what is an illusion. Most people, their definition of a memory is like they took a, a video with their cell phone and then played it back. All right. Well, that's what 
Scientific American wants you to know. It's nothing like that, okay? And, and, and under that definition, we can't even call them memories. We would need to call them illusions. Why illusions? Well, uh, several different sources, including Scientific American, go farther. Um, one study they did where they found that um, approximately 50% of all information in our memories is inaccurate. Okay, 50%. And what they also found is that this starts really before we have any control over anything. It starts with memories that are passed down through our ancestry from generation to generation to generation. And so, in a sense, we come pre-programmed. And then we have nature and nurture. We're pre-programmed, and then we have our parents and that period of time that's really unconscious for the rest of our life because we didn't have language skills and all that sort of thing. But uh, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard, I've ever seen in a scientific study. I've been reading scientific studies for about 30 years, and the uh, individuals who did this study over years when it was completed had serious talks with each other about that maybe they should never release this information, that maybe they, the best thing for all humanity would be to bury it and never let anybody know what they had discovered. Well, if, you, if you've ever known a scientific researcher, you know they would never do that. That's their Super Bowl. That's, that's where they get their raise and their name in the journals and pats on the back and, you know, all that sort of thing. I've never one time seen that. So why did they say that in this situation? They thought if people found out that in a lot of situations, if you have not gone in and corrected your memories and then start living by correct, truthful memories, you are really almost like a puppet on a string. And they literally were concerned that the suicide rate would skyrocket and people would just give up because they said, we, can see, we, we don't know of any solution to this. Uh, National Geographic did a special edition about this research. It was called the Owner's Manual for the Brain. I've got it here in my office. And what they talk mainly about from the research is that one second before you make any significant decision, there is an electrical spike in the brain. happens every single time. It took them years to track that electrical spike down, but they finally did. The electrical spike is your unconscious mind mandating what your conscious decision and action will be. So you, I hope you can see the repercussions of all of this if there's nothing to do about it. Basically, what all of this stuff is saying is that what you think is true is most likely not true, and you may have very little control over changing it in your current state.
state. Now, that's really important in your current state because basically what all of this says, to, to kind of give you an analogy that will help it make sense, is you are full. There's a, there's a really good chance you are full of computer viruses. Only, in this case, <laughs> we would call them human hard drive viruses, which are memories with anger, unforgiveness, fear, I'm not worth much, I can't do it, other people can, but I can't, I'm not good-looking enough, I'm not talented enough, and, and we all have those. But the research is, if you don't fix those, it may not matter what you do or try. Well, see, I see it from a very positive thing, that if 50% of my memories are made up, I might as well choose to believe the better things. <laughs> well, and this, That's you know, what, um, absolutely. Right. And we've probably got people listening who are at work and they might be going, well, what does this mean for me at work? I got to tell you, in my work coaching people, I saw this all the time, because if you don't believe you're good at work or you don't believe you deserve that promotion or you don't believe that, um, you can be a manager or whatever. There's all these beliefs that, you know, you're talking about it um, in a deeper way and not that work's not deep, but I see these really get in people's way at work too, because we have all these stories tied up in at work, whether we deserve it, whether we're smart enough or we're good enough. And, and we see people succeed next to us who don't have anything more than we do, except for maybe based on what you're saying, they have a better story they're telling themselves about what they can do and what they do deserve. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and I love your positive, uh, outlook on it. Uh, what the researchers were concerned is that, People would not have that outlook. But the even better news is that there is absolutely something you can do to fix it. And that's what the researchers were most afraid of. But there is. There's something you can do to absolutely fix this and succeed in a way that you've never been able to before because because the viruses are gone and you're reprogrammed now for success. Ooh, I can't wait. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to go through your thoughts that, I, that you detail in your book about how we can change these troubling memories. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll dive into the memory code and how we can change these memories. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. 
How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking with Dr. Alexander Lloyd about how you can reprogram your brain based on his book, The Memory Code. So we've talked about this plan, you know, goal plan action doesn't work because we don't have the willpower that we think we do. In fact, we have these errors in our memory that eat away at our willpower at every turn. And perhaps especially when we set up a goal, those memories are even more triggered to get in our way. So instead of doing that, you have come up with this idea that we can change our memories and reprogram ourselves. How do we do that? We're all waiting for you to help us figure out how we do that. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, yes, that's correct. And 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 actually, uh, what we're talking about. One of my doctorates is a, a PhD in psychology, and I did private practice for a number of years before I switched to what I'm doing now. And what we're talking about is the holy grail of psychology. You know, this is where Freud started, and I'm not a Freud fan. I think he probably had more problems than most of the clients I had, but he was a genius, and and he started with memories, and and that's where psychology and and pretty much all of self-help has been ever since. And and as I I shared a a few minutes ago, the the study from Southwestern Medical School, that's not psychology, that's health and and mainstream medicine, and they're saying that goes back to your memories too. But let me lay a tiny bit of groundwork, and then I'll tell you how you can change um, uh, a memory that is keeping you from success to boosting you towards success, typically in about 10 minutes. Um, uh, About 20, 30 years ago, uh, was the decade of affirmations. And everywhere you went, people were doing affirmations and uh, a lot of best-selling books and stuff like that. And I was working with a guy 
who had pretty significant stomach problems. And every time I was around him, you know, under his breath, my stomach problems are going away. My stomach problems are getting better. I'm going to have perfect health in six months. You know, all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, one day I just, you know, said, hey, is that helping? <laughs> and, uh, and you could tell he, he sort of puzzled over that for a second. And then he said, well... Yeah, I think it is. And, and I, I just said, okay, well, great, great. Well, a few months later, he's rushed to the hospital and um, has to have this horrible surgery and ends up with a, a disease that has really taken away the whole rest of his life as far as what he loves to do. And the doctors told him if you had come in six months earlier, which is when he was not going in because he was expecting those affirmations to work, he would have been fine. Well, not long after that, the very first double-blind study ever done at the University of Waterloo in Canada came out uh, and said, for most people, affirmations or, or sort of success statements uh, where you're trying to believe something, if you, maybe even if you don't completely believe it, what they found is that for the great majority of people, those, those make things worse, not better. And uh, I remember my wife, when she was depressed for 12 years, she would read all kinds of best-selling books uh, that basically said, well, just think positive thoughts instead of negative thoughts, or just, have, just, just instead of feeling sad, uh, change your thoughts and stuff and feel joy. And that's about when she would throw a book across the room. And I would say, honey, what, what, what's up? And she would say something like, does he not think I've tried that? Doesn't he think I've tried to think positive instead of negative or to believe I'm going to succeed when maybe I don't really believe it? I'm trying to believe it. Well, that doesn't work for nine out of ten people. And the reason is that those memories that have the errors in them that are sending the energy spike mandating that you, what you do and what you do is not the success that you really want, those memories are literally protected in the unconscious mind from being healed. They are prioritized. So it's very difficult to heal those with any, especially just with willpower, but almost with anything. And the reason is because they're like your white blood cells for physical health. They serve as an early warning defense system against something painful or potentially harmful happening again. So it's almost impossible just to change that stuff with trying harder willpower, expectations, whatever you want to call it. So for about 30 years, I've been trying to, track, to crack this code along with the rest of psychology and self-help. And then about six years ago, I believe I got it. And so here's what has to happen, in my opinion, and a number of years of testing. There were three keys that um, I had to discover, test, figure out how to do it uh, that I'd never seen before. Number one is you have to literally have a positive 
working together relationship with your unconscious mind, or what I would call your heart, but not your pump heart, your more the I love you with all my heart heart, okay? You have to have a positive relationship with your unconscious. Now, that sounds sort of weird, but it's not. And I'll tell you how to do that in about three minutes, okay? Number two, um, we you have a miraculous function built inside your body, mind, brain, etc. It's called psychological adaptation. Psychological adaptation is is just miraculous. I mean, uh, they did a study on it where they took a group that uh, had just become overnight millionaires through the lottery and a group that had just become paraplegics from a horrible accident. Uh, gave both groups all sorts of tests. As you would imagine, the uh, lottery winners scored through the roof the paraplegic scored through the floor. They do no intervention at all. Six months later, there's no difference. The paraplegics are just as hopeful about the future, just as content and fulfilled with their life as the lottery winners. The problem is that for the average person, psychological adaptation is turned off or down because of these errors in the memory. So, you have to shift the energy of your memories a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more positive until psychological adaptation will grab it and take it the rest of the way automatically. And that's, that's where a lot of people say it felt effortless. It, it felt like I wasn't even hardly trying anymore. And all that stuff happened that I'd never been able to get to happen and then the third thing is you have to create a new default memory for whatever that thing is you're working on, for a success, for a health problem, for some relationship, whatever it is, you have to create a new default memory so that anytime you think about anything in that area, this is the controlling memory that the mind goes to to, to decide what to do. And then you don't have that negative spike in the brain, and you can actually choose. And, but, but it's not willpower now. It's the power of your unconscious, which is a million times more powerful than your conscious intention that is now working with you and driving you in a way that's taking less energy but getting about ten times the result. So those are the three keys, and it's about a 10-minute process with six steps, and uh, that's 30 years of my life, and it's all in the book. I mean, you can do it at home in your pajamas. There's nothing else you have to buy. You don't have to call anybody, see a practitioner. It's all in there. That is fascinating. So um, the, the idea here, and it's not too unlike... I don't know, a computer, right? You're reprogramming it by the conscious effort to, and, and you said work work together with your conscious, with your unconscious mind. Um, That's right. And then... So basically, you're taking the viruses off and putting in new software that doesn't have 50% errors in it. Yeah. 
Fascinating. Well, we, um, why don't you give us one hint around working together with your unconscious mind? What would that first step be? How does someone get started? If they're going to go get the book, but they want to get started before they go get it, what, what, what could they do? Well, I, w- I would say what most people, the way most people treat their unconscious mind would be kind of like if I had never heard of smartphones, Marie, and so my kids tell me I need to go get a smartphone, so I go get an iPhone, and then two years later, my kids say, Dad, I thought you were going to go get a, a smartphone. And I said, well, I did. I, did. I got it two years ago. It's right here in my pocket. There it is. And they said, well, how come we never see you using it? Well, I really don't. I just, you know, you said to go get it. I don't know how it works. And and so they turn it on, and there's like 500 updates that are needed. And, you know, if you don't work with your heart or your unconscious mind, then that's what you're going to end up with. It's going to control you against your will. It's going to have about 50% errors in it, and, and you, would never, you would never go a week like that with your computer, but a lot of people go all their adult life with their unconscious mind and their life when they don't have to. So uh, this is taking the smartphone out, programming it, figuring out how to use it, so your unconscious mind is unbelievably powerful, it's intelligent, and it's programmed for your good. It's just that over, over you know, however long it's been, uh, several billion years, our memories have devolved instead of evolved. And the, and the devolving are the errors. And, and, and what those errors are is it's the fears, anxieties, unforgiveness, low self-worth of every generation that piles their new stuff on top of all the old stuff from hundreds of years back. And so we end up today afraid of everything. I mean, we're afraid of the mail coming. We're afraid when it rains instead of, you know, we weren't expecting rain. We get mad when we can't get a parking place. We get mad in traffic. We... You know, we're not supposed to do that stuff. Those, those are malfunctions. So this is pulling the viruses off, putting in new software that does not have a bunch of errors in it, and now you've got a new operating system around success and failure that you couldn't do by willpower. You had to get those viruses off and reprogram yeah. So tell us how we, how we can get the book. Where can we find your information so that we can read more about this? Yeah, sure. You can get the book anywhere books are sold, Amazon. It's called The Memory Code. Um, and uh, I, I think it'll be worth uh, 15 bucks or whatever it is. Uh, that I, I believe you'll discover that. The people uh, who have gotten it and tried it, have, have given really good reviews. If you want to go to my website, there's also a three-minute free thing you can do called Trilogy that uh, will start deprogramming and reprogramming 
today, even before you have time to get the book and read it and start that. And um, that website is dralexanderloyd.com. No capitals, no periods, no spaces, and Lloyd is one L. So dralexanderloyd.com. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us here today and, and sharing your research. And I'm, I'm excited to dig, dig into the book and go to the website and try out the, the trilogy. So thank you for joining us. If you're here on The Career Confidant, we're, we'll be back for a little short segment to kind of tie this together, together give you some more examples. Um, but we'll say goodbye to Dr. Lloyd now. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marie. My pleasure. And uh, to all your listeners, man, be more successful than you've ever been. You can do it. Yeah, we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. Thank you. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Dr. Alexander Lloyd about The Memory Code, his new book, that really goes through how we can reprogram our memories and, um, you know, maybe similar to what we would think about our beliefs about ourselves, although they are different. 
but these memories that tell us what we believe about ourselves and how 50% is amazing, right? Research shows 50% of our memories are wrong, which, you know, my first thought is, well, then I'll just believe the, the good stuff because if what I was believing wasn't true anyways, why, why stick to it? But the idea here is that if we are underperforming at work or struggling to what we want to achieve at work or at home, maybe you want that promotion, but it keeps you keep getting bypassed. What is it that we could do differently to achieve the goals that we want to achieve? And the whole idea of how we're setting this out is part of the problem. And he talked about this, the illusion of willpower. And if I create a, a plan, if I have a goal and create a plan and it's just you know willpower that will get me there, and how that process been shown to be ineffective for 97% of people. Wow. And if you've heard my show at all, you know that I learned this lesson in a very different way. Maybe uh, it had to happen in a non-work-related way. Because when we think about work, I don't know about you, but when I think about work and how you earn things, how you get things, how you achieve things, that's what you think, that's how it goes, right? You set a plan, you have a goal, you set a plan, and you make it happen. And if I'm not doing that, if I'm not setting goals, if I don't have plans, then I'm lazy. And there's this big struggle with that part of yourself that how do you get out of that habit? How do you get out of that pattern? For me, it was a workshop that I went to where someone was talking about goals and happiness, and the idea, the the difference between outcomes-based goals and process-based goals. And I realized in my personal life, at that point, we were struggling to get pregnant, and I was so focused on the outcome that I didn't have any control over, didn't have any way to make it happen, um, regardless of what people might think. 20% of us, at least in the population, struggle, and there's nothing really that we can do. We can take actions towards it. We can choose what we're going to do. And that was when I flipped my thinking, that instead of having this outcomes-based goal that I had had no control over and that was making me absolutely miserable to not be able to achieve it, that I would flip the script and just focus on the process that we were going to choose what we decided to do in the in the process, what treatments we were going to do, and that was going to be all we could do. Those were that was those were the choices we had, and that flip was freeing. It took so much weight off of my shoulders to think about it differently, and. I don't know what memories were associated with that. I can tell you a lot of negative thoughts. Um, maybe they had some roots and memories. You know, am I worthy? Would I be a good mom? Maybe I was infertile because I wasn't meant to be a mom, right? There's all these stories that come into our head. And we have the ability to change those. When I first started learning about this stuff, it just seemed so, you know, believe it and you can be it. And as I start to learn the brain science behind it, what I understand is that actually believe it and you can be it is is so wrong because it's not just that surface level 
you know, as we were talking about the affirmations are ineffective, it's really reprogramming your brain to understand that you already have it, you already deserve it. And if you acted from that place instead of the place of I have to push myself to go out and get it, what would that look like? Probably wouldn't make you lazy. It might make you more productive, more effective, more creative, because you're not trying and pushing and chasing your being and creating. And there's a lot of people talking about this right now out in the sphere of, of things that you read. And it's important to realize that it's not a surface level thing. It, it really does take quite a bit of depth. And it's not about sitting around and meditating, although that might be one of the tools that you use to achieve it. It's really about changing how we think and how we are programmed to make those decisions at the very chemical level that Dr. Lloyd was talking about. So I look forward for your, to your thoughts on this and how you implement it. If you go on to Dr. Lloyd's website, dralexanderlloyd.com, you go to the trilogy. There's a 15-minute video there that will walk you through getting started with this if you want to try it out and see what you think. Us, we'll be right back here again next week on The Career Confidant with a new topic and new ways for you to take control of your own career. We look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 